Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Good morning, everybody. Great to be back at Freedom. We love you guys. We love Pastor John and the people here, and I was very excited and happy to come back again this year. How many are excited this weekend? This is a power-packed day. How many are just excited to go to a new level today and to have all sorts of activation in in really revelatory gifts of hearing, discerning the voice of God, discerning the spirit realm, discerning operating in words of knowledge, words of wisdom. It's going to be a fantastic day. So just open up your spirit and position yourself before God and say, God, I absorb and I receive everything that you want to give me today. I just absorb the activations, the impartations, the revelation, the insight, the equipping that you want to give to me today in Jesus' name. So I've learned to do that over the years, and I'm going to put my little phone here. Just, you know, yell at me if I go over time this morning, because I know we have lots of different sessions going on this morning. Um, Right after the, or after the morning session, guys, I'll be at my resource table. I've got this morning with you, and then uh, throughout the day and tonight, but we have got so much more, and that's what I love about resources, is that it it takes the time limitation off. So, um, just to let you know, um, I'm going to share with you a special, but Everything on the table that you see out there, those are CDs, but everything also you will get in download form, which means it goes right to your phone and right to your computer. You can take it with you everywhere forever, okay? So let me just highlight a few. I love what was being shared last night about um, the discerning of spirits. We've got a whole course that we've put together because this was the first gift God gave to me when I was probably around 15 years old was the discerning of spirits. And he brought me on this journey with this gift to learn how not just to, well, one of the big things I learned, guys, is that not everything you feel is you. That is so important for every person that is wired intuitively or wired um, with a discerning ability to understand that not everything you think and feel is you. That you can walk into a room and feel the room. You can walk around people and feel the people. You can feel what they carry. You can feel things in the spirit realm. So um, this was a long journey for me to go from a place of living in constant spiritual warfare to living in the glory of God. And one day God spoke to me and he said, Matt, you can either live in this constant spiritual warfare or you can live in my glory. The choice is yours. And I didn't know I had a choice. I thought this was my gift. This was my, this was my you know, cross to bear, so to speak. Uh, but God said, no, you can live in a place insulated in my glory so that when you walk into a room, you don't just feel the room, but you shift the room. Okay, and that's where God had to bring me to where, Matt, you're not just going to discern things in the spirit, but you're going to shift what you discern in the spirit. You're not going to walk into a room and just feel all the demonic. You're going to walk into that room and carry the glory of God and the demons are going to flee because that's the whole point is that there's power and authority to really uh, move the enemy out and usher the kingdom of God in and usher the glory of God in. So we have a a seven-part, seven-video course called Are You a Feeler? And this is for all the intuitive feelers out there. And we have marked this 50% off for you. Then we've got um, 
living from the third heaven. This one is so important. It is a four-part teaching, four-part course on not just knowing your identity in heavenly places, but how do you rule and reign practically from a heavenly place where you live over and you're not under. Uh, this one I feel is very important for this season, heavenly mantles empowered for your purpose. I believe that God is releasing mantles, which are supernatural endowments of power where the Holy Spirit will clothe you for your God-given assignment. And God is really anointing people in this hour, not just to start what he's called you to do, but to finish it. There, there's a finishing anointing that God is releasing where, where you're going to hear, good and, well done, good and faithful servant, where you're going to be anointed for the long haul. Come on now, how many want to be anointed for the long haul? You don't want to just be anointed for the moment, but you want to have extra oil. Everybody say extra oil. Extra oil for your life and for the journey that God has for you. So heavenly mantles, very important. And then our book, God's Unstoppable Breakthrough, when your mountain doesn't move, go over it. Come on now, because sometimes, come on, and anyone else ever been in the situation that I have been in at times where you're speaking to a mountain and that mountain looks like it ain't moving? And you're like, come on, Jesus, you said speak to the mountain, it will move. Well, I've learned sometimes that there are times where God will move a mountain, but then there's times God will move you. Okay, and if that mountain don't move, that means God's going to lift you up, he's going to elevate you, and he's going to make that mountain a molehill and cause you to go right over it. And nothing, no demon, no person, no circumstance will stop the destiny that God has for you. Okay, so we learn how to turn mountains into molehills, okay? And how to experience God's unstoppable breakthrough. And the Lord spoke that to me, that he was releasing unstoppable breakthroughs. So um, get that. And then our healing CD. This is healing scriptures with healing prayers, also in download form. People have been healed of cancer listening to this. We just took worship music and we put all the healing scriptures and we released healing prayers and healing impartation. You could just sit and soak to it. You could make it a part of your prayer time and all of that. So we've got lots of great things. And please, if you have a phone, how many have a phone? Okay, I give you permission to use your phone in church today. You can go to your app store and search my name, Matt Sorger. Download it. Download the free app. Bible, you get free webinars on how to cast out demons, how to move in the prophetic, how to live in the glory, all sorts. I mean, literally hundreds of hours of teaching resources given to you through that app that will empower you in your walk with God. Why do we do that? Because we want you to get to where God wants you to be. We want you to be dangerous for the kingdom where you wake up in the morning and all of hell shakes that you woke up. Now this morning, yeah, well, you wake up in the morning and all of hell shakes that you woke up. And you're not waking up saying, oh, God, help me survive the day. But you wake up and you're like, I am ready. I am positioned. I am anointed to do everything God has called me to do. Okay, so <laughs> what's the great thing about being a feeler is that you can cast off negative feelings, get under the anointing, and get really happy really quick. Okay, and I really want to encourage you, if you are a feeler out there, be in the presence of God as much as possible because your emotions will go this way and that way. But when you are in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. Your source of joy is nothing external. It, is every, it has everything to do with the presence of God on the inside of you. Oh, hallelujah. Okay, so this morning, we are equipping in hearing and discerning the voice of God. How many want to go to a higher level of discerning the voice of God? You want to hear God really, really clear, 
Okay, so this connects even to the gift of prophecy. It actually, what I'm going to share this morning is going to overlap, and you can apply it to all of the gifts that you're going to hear about throughout the day. You can take this principle or the things that I'm going to teach and apply to every single one of these revelatory um, knowledge gifts, okay? So let me just make a, a note here about prophecy. What I love about prophecy, 1 Corinthians 14, 3, prophecy is to edify, exhort, and comfort, the Bible says. And that's one of our main New Testament scriptures that we understand about the gift of prophecy, to edify, exhort, and comfort. I'm going to move quick this morning, so take notes fast or, or get the message afterwards, okay? Edify means to build up. If you define it, means to build up and to construct. So when you hear and discern God's voice and then it overflows into prophecy, what you are doing is partnering with God to build and construct the future that God has for another person and for yourself. Because you could prophesy over people, you could prophesy over your own life, you could prophesy over your own future. You can build and construct the future that God has for you by the prophetic word that comes out of your mouth. Okay, so one of the meetings of Edify is to construct. It's like building a building. Okay, so you build your future with the power of the prophetic word. You exhort, which means to strongly encourage and urge someone to do something. Okay, what does that mean? You are, you are urging people into the destiny that God has called them to. And to comfort, I love this definition. To comfort means to be free from pain and constraint. Freedom from pain, freedom from constraint. It means to ease someone's grief or distress. So when you prophesy, you can help set people free from pain in their soul and from the constraints that have tried to hold them back. When you release the prophetic word over someone's life and even over yourself, you can see constraints that the enemy tried to build within your mind and in your soul broken and you urged and you, and you propelled into a place of total breakthrough. This is the power of prophecy, which overflows from hearing and discerning the voice of God. And I like to teach it like this. Uh, prophecy is, pro is really prophesying. It's digging for the gold in somebody. It's not just looking at their, at their faults or their shortcomings, but it's, it's being able, when you can hear the voice of God, it's, it's seeing someone from, from heaven's perspective and being able to see them how God sees them 20 years from now and literally pull them from their future self into their now. That's what prophecy is. It's like you are prophesying the future of that person, the future self that they will become. You're pulling it into the now and you're saying, this is who you are. This is what God says about you. And when you can get a prophetic mind, even for yourself, you can walk through even self-breakthrough where you break off the constraints and limitations that the enemy tried to put in your brain about you. And you can see yourself as God sees you. And you can pull your future breakthrough self into the now moment. Where it's not just a breakthrough somewhere in the future, but it's now. Okay? And that is the power of hearing and discerning God's voice and then speaking his voice with power because not one of his words will fall to the ground. When you start to align your words with God's word, it will produce power. All of heaven will back up that word. It'll loose angels on assignment because angels hearken to the word of God. 
every time you choose to apply the duct tape anointing and stop complaining and shift yourself into into decreeing and declaring, you can loose angels on assignment to then build what God has destined for you to have. Oh, hallelujah. Well, the same is true with the opposite. When you line up with what the enemy is saying and you let your voice echo what the enemy is saying, if two or more come into agreement, it shall be established. You can even build demonically just by simply lining your words up with what the enemy is saying. And that is what you don't want to do. Okay, you want to lose angels on assignment. So how many here will, will submit your mouth to God? How many here will say, God, take control of my heart and let out of the overflow of my heart, let, let your words, let your voice come forth out of my voice so that I partner with heaven to see heavenly realities established on earth. Oh, hallelujah. That's why you can, you can walk into a room, you can walk into a room. And you can get the mind of God, hear his voice, and begin to speak what he says, just like Jesus heard the voice of the Father, spoke what he heard the Father say, and miracles happened. And demons left, and sickness was healed. That's how Jesus operated. So we want to operate like Jesus, right? He set the model for us. So that means we have got to hear and discern the voice of God. So now, let's go to this really quick. Go to 1 Corinthians Chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I love this. I've been meditating in this scripture for about a month now. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. But on the contrary, as the scripture says, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard and has not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared, made and keeps ready for those who love him. And then it goes on to say, yet to us. Everyone say, yet to us. God has unveiled revealed them by and through his spirit for the holy spirit searches diligently exploring examining everything even sounding the profound and bottomless things of god for what person perceives or knows a man's thoughts except the man's own spirit within him just so no one discerns the thoughts of god except the spirit of god and then the next verse says, we have not received the spirit of the world, but we have received the Holy Spirit who is from God. Then verse 16 says, for who has known or understood the mind of the Lord? So as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge. But we have the mind of Christ. Everyone say the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ and we do hold the thoughts of his heart. Okay, so what is this saying? Basically, what this is saying is no one knows the thoughts going on inside your brain except your own inner man. You know what is happening on the inside of you. People can look at you from the outside, but they don't know what's going through your mind unless they operate in discerning of spirits like Jesus did. And they, he could perceive the thoughts and intents of the heart. But without that, no one knows what's happening on the inside of your heart or mind except your inner spirit. But now the same thing is true. No one knows the mind or thoughts of God. His thoughts that are higher than our thoughts. His ways that are higher than our ways. No one has access to that realm of God's thinking except the Holy Spirit. Now here's the thing. God has put the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. That means that the person of the Holy Spirit gives us access to the mind and thoughts and heart of God. Oh, hallelujah. 
and we have the mind of Christ. If there is any scripture you want to be praying over yourself now, is that it is that you have the mind of Christ. It's that your thoughts are the thoughts of God. So I am going to demystifying. I mean, there's, there's so, honestly, there are so many aspects I could share this from today. Uh, I actually just finished up a, a, a course called The Voice. And if you want that, you can get it. But I mean, we go into like 12 different ways to discern the voice of God. And we really cover it from every potential way God can communicate to you. But I'm just going to touch on it here this morning. So God thoughts. I want to talk about God thoughts, having the mind of Christ. What does the voice of God sound like? Now, this is very important. If we're going to discern God's voice for discerning of spirits, for prophecy, for any word of knowledge, for any gift of revelation, we have to be able to recognize God's voice. Now, the Bible is very, very clear for us that if we are his sheep, his sheep know his voice. Okay, so how many sheep do we have here today? If you're a sheep, it means you believe in Jesus as your Savior. Okay, well, it very clearly says if you are his sheep, you know the voice of the shepherd. So now a lot of Christians, they say, well, I can't hear God's voice. I don't know God's voice. God speaks to other people. He doesn't speak to me. And they, and they have this sense of not hearing God. And the reason is, is because they have, I want to say it like this, they have wrong expectations of what God's voice sounds like. So they think they are not hearing him, but they're actually hearing him a lot more than they realize. It's not so much about hearing God's voice as it is discerning his voice. And they are two different things. God is speaking and communicating with people all of the time. But the, but the thing is, we are not recognizing that it's his voice. So how do we learn to recognize God's voice when he's speaking to us so that we can move in sync with him? So that we can live with knowledge and revelation and make decisions and choices, not based on human reasoning, but on the voice of God. So this is really important. So discerning his voice, it's like, I, I, I say it like this, that God's voice has a frequency to it. God's voice has a frequency. And, and here's a little revelation about God's voice. God's first language is not English. His first language is not English. God is spirit. Okay? Even angels have their own language. There's the tongue of angels. I mean, the, the God, God's primary voice is not the language you know here on earth. Okay? So, but his voice does have a frequency. And right now in this room, there are, I'll use this type of example, there are radio waves going through the air right now. And on those radio waves, those waves are carrying sound. Now, you don't hear the sound. There is sound all around you right now that you do not hear. It is being carried through the air on these radio waves. Now, in order to hear the sound of the frequency of these radio waves, you need a radio. And you need to turn the radio. How many remember the radios where you would have to tune into a channel? Right? You'd have to move the knob and it would go to different frequencies on the radio. And every time you hit a different channel on the radio or a different frequency, you would hear a different sound. You would hear a different song. You would hear a different program, a different news thing. But it was tuning into the frequency. So now all around us, we have these sound waves. And when we tune into the frequency, then suddenly we hear the clarity of it. So now we have got to tune into the frequency of God because he's always talking. God is communicating with us, but it's tuning into his frequency 
discerning his frequency so that we can clearly discern and know that it's him. Does that make sense? Okay. So now, one of the ways that we tune into the frequency of his voice and discern his voice is I, I do it like this. So let me bring you through the process. So our minds can be full of static distractions, thoughts, opinions, ideas, words, okay, of other people. You can have so much fill in your mind, right? Cares, different things you're carrying, right? That kind of create a static from being able to really pick out the right frequency of God's voice. So one thing that is so important to do is you've got to cast your cares on God. Everything, every care you're carrying, okay, the anxieties, the thoughts, the racing thoughts, all of that stuff, you got you to gotta talk to God, okay? I call it the divine exchange. When you talk to another human being about a problem and they can't fix your problem, it's probably just going to make you more frustrated. But when you talk to God, a divine exchange takes place because God actually can help you. And he can move in that situation. So you got to cast your cares on him. You got to clear the static out. You got to clear all of the things that are occupying the space in your mind and in your heart. Okay? You tell God everything you think. You tell him everything you feel. He is the best counselor. Tell him everything you feel. I do this all the time. I just tell God, good, bad, ugly, everything I'm feeling in the moment. I tell him. I vent to God. God is a good one to vent to. You know why? Because he can take it. He can take it. He can carry it. And it doesn't overwhelm him. You can overwhelm other people with your problems. But you cannot overwhelm God. Tell him everything. Clear it out. Okay? And then come into a place. I call it listening prayer. Come into a place before God where you quiet your own thoughts, your own heart. All the cares are cast off and you get quiet before him. Okay? And then listen. Listen. And then pay attention to the thoughts that start to go through your mind. So what does God's voice sound like? Many times, God's voice will sound like your thoughts. And this is where we're going to demystify hearing the voice of God. Because a lot of times we think if it's God speaking to us, it's going to sound like a thunder. It's going to sound like this really pronounced thing. But many times, Holy Spirit will speak through gentle nudges. He will speak through thoughts that even pass through your mind. Okay? But then this is the next thing to do. When a thought passes through your mind... I want you to pay attention. I want you to get self-aware to what is happening in here. When a thought goes through your mind, what do you feel in your heart? What do you feel in your center? What do you feel in your inner man? The Bible calls it the inner man. Okay? Or in your, in your emotional realm. What do you feel? When a thought goes through your mind, do you feel anxious? Do you, do you feel unsettled? Do you feel hesitant? Or when a thought goes through your mind, do you feel peace? Do you feel joy? Do you feel faith rise up on the inside of you? Because many times when it is a God thought, and this is where I connect it to we have the mind of Christ, which means God, Holy Spirit, will communicate the mind of God, the mind of the Father to our mind by the Holy Spirit. 
in our thinking, we will think God thoughts. And it could just be a subtle little thought that goes through your brain and you think it's you, but it's not you. It is the Holy Spirit speaking the mind of God to you. Okay? But then pay attention to the frequency of it. Okay? Because God's voice has a character. His frequency is his character. Okay? The voice of the Father will never be aggressive, will never be driving, will never bring anxiety and a forcefulness like that. The, what is the nature of God? Okay? When, when Moses prayed to see the glory, God said, I'm going to pr- declare my name to you, Moses. I'm going to show you my glory. I'm going to show you my inner nature. I'm going to show you all of my attributes of who I am. And then he begins to declare it to Moses in Exodus. He says, I'm long-suffering. I'm merciful. I'm gentle. I'm kind. I'm holy. And he begins to describe all of these attributes of his nature to Moses. Well, those attributes are the attributes of his voice. Okay? So to tune into the frequency of his voice, you have to know the attributes of God. So when God is speaking to you, do you feel peace? Do you feel joy? See, because the language that God speaks in, like I said before, God's language is not English. You may have thoughts of English go through your mind, but the original language of God comes from his nature, which is peace, righteousness, joy. So when a God thought goes through your mind, pay attention to what you feel inside. Does that thought bring you joy? Does that thought bring you peace? Does that thought settle? And then it's okay to let a day pass by and to ponder it some more. And do you still, does it still settle the same way? This is hearing God's voice for personal decisions. This is hearing God's voice for choices you have to make in your life. Okay? Don't rely on your logical mind. You could try to reason every angle out and try to figure something out. Or you can then get quiet before God and say, God, I need heaven's perspective. I need God's thoughts on this. And then let God communicate to you. Does this, is, does this make sense? Okay. So this is, this is discerning the character of his voice, the frequency of his voice. And a lot of times God's voice sounds like peace. God's voice sounds like joy. God's voice sounds like righteousness. His voice sounds like what his nature is. And that's how he leads you. He leads you from right here. Everyone put your hand right on your belly. Okay, right here. This is where the source of God's voice comes from within you. Right in here. Now, one of the things that I learned, one of the things that I learned uh, being pre-med and studying a lot of science is how science can complement spiritual truth and reality. And I love how God created and formed us. God made you exactly how he made you. And you know, when God made us, he created a brain in our head. Thank God he did that. And that brain is made of neurons, brain cells. Now, when God made you and God made me, he also put brain cells into other places in your body by design. And I'm going to show you the divine design. God did not just put neurons in your brain up in your head. He also put 10,000, average of 10,000 neurons in your human heart, the organ of your heart. In the organ of your heart, your heart contains brain cells. 
okay now when we teach on inner healing and deliverance I teach people this that the human heart the organ of the heart not just your mind and brain up here but your human heart has the ability to store memories and this has been proven this has been proven there have been so many different case studies for example of when um, a young girl got a heart donor and she got this heart transplant and after she got the heart transplant, she started to have dreams of being killed. And in her dream, she saw the face of her killer. And the man who donated the heart was killed. And they were able to find his killer based on a sketch of the man she was seeing in her dreams. She started to dream the memories of the heart donor that gave her the heart. These are documented cases. Your heart stores memories within it. That's why when we pray for the healing of memories and we invite Jesus into memories, even traumatic memories from our past, we invite him into the inner man. We invite him into the heart realm so that he not only can renew your thinking up here, he can heal and renew it on a heart level of what's stored in the actual organ of your heart. So now, not only do you have brain cells in your heart, you also have, listen to this, 100 million brain cells that line your entire intestines your whole gut area down here has 100 million brain cells okay God did that on purpose he put brain cells in your gut and he put brain cells in your heart and then we find in scripture that it says out of your now I've read this in 21 translations out of your heart will flow rivers of living water and then the next scripture is talking about the Holy Spirit so the person of the Holy Spirit will flow like rivers out of your heart. Another translation says out of your inner man will flow rivers of living water. Another translation says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So the home of the Holy Spirit who communicates the mind of God to us is right here in your center. Between your belly and your heart. Right here. This is where Holy Spirit dwells in you. And then you know what he does? He will nudge you. He will move you. He will prompt you through the neurons in your belly and in your heart. He lives right there and he is ever communicating with you on a one-on-one -on -one level. Isn't that awesome? So you are led out of your belly. You're led out of your heart. So that's why I say when a thought goes through your mind, pay attention to what is happening in here. Because a lot of times you will know something down in here before you understand it up here. Many times you won't know why. You won't know why. You'll just have a hesitancy about something. And you don't have the reasons why. You just feel off. You feel like something, something in you is like pulls back a bit. But you don't have the logical reasoning behind it yet. But you're, you're on an intuitive level. Holy Spirit is already communicating with your belly. So learn to hear God's voice down in here. Learn to pay attention to the nudges, the promptings, especially if a prompting does not go away. Okay, if you get a nudge one day and then next week you get it again and then a month later you get it again and, you, and something is repeating on the inside of you, there is a reason for it. God knows what's coming down the road and he's either preparing you for it or he's giving you strategy on how to implement certain things now for what's coming and if he moves you and and nudges you to do certain things follow him he's leading you he's guiding you 
Oh, hallelujah. So these, these are important aspects. And, and I really encourage folks, let God sanctify your imagination. Your imagination is, is a neutral thing that God created. It's your inner thought life that, that creates images, pictures, visions. And many times the voice of God will not only speak through these internal nudges, not only through the thoughts that pass through your mind, but even pictures and images in your imagination. But that's why the more you submit your thoughts to God, the more you cultivate the mind of Christ. How? By reading scripture. Let the water of the word wash your brain. Okay? Because especially now, we, we can be bombarded by thousands of things just on Facebook or Instagram, literally flooding your eye gate going into your mind. And that's another thing that could become a source of static. Where it's just all these things bombarding. And, and sometimes you just got to let the water of the word wash your mind. So that your mind is sanctified and set apart. So that the dominant influence over your thoughts becomes the Holy Spirit. And it's not the spirit of the world that is dominating your thoughts. It's the Holy Spirit dominating your thoughts. And the more your mind is submitted to God, the more clearly... You will discern his voice. Now I'll tell you what. The voice of God will pull you out of your comfort zone. So get ready. I love last night to be stretched. Get ready to be pulled out of your comfort zone. Okay? Because to obey God, it's not always easy. I'll give you an example. I was in a meeting once. And it was 8.30. The meeting started at 7. We were worshiping for an hour and a half, but it was so dead in the church. No one was worshiping. Everyone was sitting down. I looked around. Everyone was just sitting there with their eyes open watching the worship team play. And I said to myself, and when the minister says this, you know it's bad. I was like, God, I'm getting up there doing a very short teaching, saying amen and going back to my hotel. Because this meeting is dead. And it did not look like you could resurrect it. You know, church should not be a funeral. It should be a celebration. Church is meant to be alive, okay? But it was dead, okay? It was dry, dead bones. And I'm about, I took a step from the front row to go up and just do some announcements and shift it. I was about to do it. And as I took my step, a God thought went through my mind. And this is what I heard. At 9 o'clock, my power will hit this place. That is all I heard. A very short sentence. At 9 o'clock, my power will hit this place. And I stood there, and I pondered the thought, and I said, okay, I have a decision to make. Either I'm going to just see this as a dead meeting, and I'm going to shift it, do my teaching, and go home, or I'm going to get up and say this. But if I get up and say this, God, what if this isn't you? God, what if I'm wrong? What if 9 o'clock comes and nothing happens and it's deader than it was at 830? And I had a decision to make and I did not have a long time to make it. And I went back and forth inside a few times of what I was going to do. Because listening and obeying that voice would have meant risk. Okay, but I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So I stood up to the pulpit. I just looked at the people and all I said was exactly what I heard. I didn't add to it. I didn't subtract from it. I just said at nine o'clock, God's power is going to hit this place. 
I just repeated what I heard. You know, that's what Jesus did. He said what he heard the Father say. He just said what he heard the Father say. He didn't elaborate. He didn't do the amplified version. He just said what he heard the Father say. I mean, I love the Amplified Bible. I read the Amplified Bible. But Jesus, he just, he just said what he heard the Father say. So I stood up there and I just said, at 9 o'clock, God's power is going to hit this place. And I'm telling you, it was like an electric shock went through the air. People's faith suddenly was ignited. Everyone stood up to their feet and started worshiping. They even threw their hands in the air. And I said, God, I should have said this an hour and a half ago. It would have made this meeting a whole lot better, God. So now everyone's worshiping and the atmosphere gets charged with this electricity. And I'm like, wow, okay. And we worship for another half because, you know, what are you going to do? God, we have to wait till 9 o'clock for you to show up. So now we got to just keep worshiping. So we worshiped another half hour. We just kept going. And I remember five minutes to nine. I'll never forget it. I was on the right side of the platform near the keyboard. And I'm looking at my watch at five minutes to nine thinking, okay, God, in five minutes, something, something, something better happen here. But I'm telling you, something amazing happened. At exactly 9 o'clock, as the whole congregation was worshiping, a physical wind went from this side of the sanctuary and started blowing across the, a physical warm breeze. And I'm telling you, there were no fans on. And I, and I had even told, you know, my spirit knew what was coming before my mind knew. Okay, because I told the ushers at 8.30, I said, shut the air off, shut, because this whole ceiling had all these fans on it. I said, shut all the fans off, shut everything off. I just felt to do that. But exactly 9 o'clock, a warm breeze started blowing across that room. And within a matter of 20 minutes of this manifestation of the Holy Spirit, I'm talking about miracles on mass. I did not lay hands on one person. Miracles on mass broke out. And I said, if God just healed you, come up to the front right now. And from the left side all the way to the right side, people lined up shoulder to shoulder, totally 100% healed by the power of God. MS healed, fibromyalgia healed. I'm talking chronic conditions that people had suffered for 15, 20 years. One lady with fibromyalgia through her body just lived on medication and still was in chronic pain. I mean, that lady got completely delivered. As she was standing up there testifying about what God was doing in her body, the power of God hit her, and she fell into the power, and I just felt, get her back up, you know, get her up, and then she's down again, get her up, you know, I felt like, you know, someone that we know, pick her up, you know, pick her up, and then, and down and up, down and up, she went, but then, as she's down on the floor under the power of God, I never saw anything like this, it was like, she was, and she was a, a larger woman, okay, I'll just, she was, she was fluffy, okay, and, and then all of a sudden, her hands and legs shoot straight up in the air like this. Like her body bends in half and her legs and arms go up in the air. And I'm thinking, how is she doing that? Like how is that physically possible? And then boom, she collapses on the floor. And I go down. I'm like, what's happening to you? She says, something just got pulled out of my, out of my arms and legs. And all the pain that I've had from fibromyalgia is gone out of my body. God pulled it right out of her body. Pulled it right out. But you see, that move, that visitation of the glory came from, from a simple God thought that went through my mind. And then I obeyed it. And I took a risk of being wrong. 
But the more you practice, like we've been hearing this weekend, by reason of practice, as you practice discerning God's voice, as you practice through day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, following him, you get more confident. But there still is always a little bit of a risk. But you get more confident in the risk. Oh, praise God. So God wants us hearing him super clear. He wants us discerning his frequency. He wants God thoughts to be in our brain where he is leading us for ourselves, but then also flowing through us for other people. Hallelujah. And I'm obedient. Is Cindy there, Cindy? It's 10 o'clock. Yes. And Cindy's on a 10, right? Okay. So let me just pray a prayer. Lord, I thank you right now for each person that you have called here this weekend. And Lord, I pray for such clarity to be given in the spirit. That, Father, they would discern your voice. They would know your voice. They would tune into the frequency of your voice. And, Father, they would be led by you. I thank you, Lord. I declare over each one today that they have the mind of Christ. That, Lord, they will have God visions in their imagination. They will have God dreams. Father, they will have God thoughts that go through them. Lord, they will perceive the thoughts that are above their own thoughts. That break them out of a place of limitation. And they will live, Father, in the dimension of no limits in you. In Jesus' name I pray today. And I decree it over you. I pray it over you, and I say, Father, let it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, guys. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.